if I'm fearful of that, I'm not up to speed with it, what would you say to a realtor that's feeling a little overwhelmed with AI, mate? I would say figure out a task specifically to your business that you want to execute um, that you know usually takes an outsource, usually takes a designer, usually takes a copywriter, usually takes someone else, um, or it takes some of your effort and your time to try and be that expert in that side, but it's not really your forte. I mean, if it's something you know like copywriting property descriptions, you know, I do it, but I'm not the best at it. I know I'm not the best at it. And, you know, I sit in my office and I talk to everybody about what they put in property descriptions, or we have little workshops and big businesses out there. They know literally every word that you shouldn't say in any marketing communications, which Hmm. is we don't have that in a real estate industry. We just don't. Um, like the previous business I worked out with was a B2B SaaS. And literally we we knew one word over the other word, which was uh, solutions um, versus technology. Solutions ended up closing at a way higher rate than the word technology, wow. which makes no sense. Or and, and the other word too was software. So yeah. solutions, technology, and software. Solutions performed... 10 times better than either one of those words. Just think about a grammar mistake inside of your property description. Think about a spelling error. Think about little things like that if you're not great at doing those things where AI can come in and make sure that it's 90% of the way there and you just have to tweak it a little bit. You you could have tremendous success from that standpoint. Again, it could be leveling the playing field that big businesses have over us. Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast aimed to deliver sales strategies, marketing tips, and business insights from industry experts and myself to build a listing-focused business for the future. Let's get into it. Okay, team, we are back with the marketing messiah. I I think that's going (laughs) to stick for me, mate. It's going to stick for me. However, I, I think that today marketing aside, like marketing is always top of mind, but sort of marketing and tech go hand in hand at the moment is what I feel, Chris. And that's why today, I think we need to talk a little bit about AI and we need to really, really sort of dive deeply into this, into the real estate sector. I have to admit and getting straight into it, and I want your thoughts on this. Right now, AI feels like crypto was at the beginning of the pandemic. You know how it had that huge uptick. You know, everybody was in crypto. Obviously, we all know where crypto stands right now. But AI feels like there's so much hype around it. And it makes me feel nervous looking at social media, looking at any of the news that I'm missing out on something. Like I know that we've created Harcourt's Auctions Instant Assistant with ChatGPT and OpenAI, an easy barrier to entry for realtors that they can check out and they can use. But what does all of this mean, man? Yeah, I think I think you got to take it back for technology as a whole. Like everything feels a little disruptive when they first come on the market. Like the internet itself felt disruptive, right? Yeah. To newspapers and to everything um, back in the day, and television, radio, everything like that. So uh, where we're getting at right now, when it comes to AI, you're 100 right that it does feel kind of like this crypto boom, and it does feel like you know the next evolution of you know. Bitcoin and Ethereum and everything like that that's out there. Um, The difference I would say for AI and why I think we're going to have a a bigger uptick in usage and it's going to stick around for a long, long time is because of it's so easy to use right now. And it's actually empowering our businesses. It's actually empowering small businesses to compete with bigger businesses that are out there that have been using similar things from an AI perspective for a long time. You think about Amazon's been using AI for a long time, and we'll get into what AI they've been kind of using and how you can utilize it. Um, But now it's giving this access, open access to 
anybody out there, which I think mm. is tremendous. It's not this hard barrier to entry and hard barrier to learn like crypto was. But myself, I'm pretty technically inclined, I, I would uh, say, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and so um, I just I just want to put it out there for the record. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope so too. I can build websites. I can I can code. I I can do all those things, which is super fun. I've been coding since you know I was ten, um, which is great. And um, but crypto was a hard barrier to entry for me. Like I, had it's, to- it's for somebody that's not as technically inclined as you, mate. Like, don't get me wrong. I forced myself to learn it based on what's out there. Like we have even looked at ways. We've obviously pumped the brakes on it at the moment on our auction platform connecting a crypto wallet for people to like that's how far we got you know with metamask and things along those lines to look at how do we plug a wallet in for people to be able to possibly exchange or or pay for real estate that way um was was one of the things that we even got to pumping the brakes now considering what's happened with ftx and the crypto market and all the faith that's been lost out of that it's the next thing you know ai feels like like it's 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 easier to understand however yeah, and I think it's very um, task oriented. So mm. it, it, you don't have to think of this big picture for AI. You, you can, but it's not going. You don't need to jump into it with a big picture of how it's going to actually absolutely revolutionize your business. You just have to be like, "Hey, I really need a logo," or "Hey, I really need a website coded," or "I need a voiceover," or "I need little things like like task specific things." And it can do that, and it can do that really, really well. Um, granted, you know, there's always the human element that can make it even better. Um, but I think that's the big thing with crypto. Crypto, you kind of had to. Be a revolutionary thought process minded person to be like, okay, now people are going to start, you know, buying real estate with this, or people are going to start making their biggest transaction ever uh, on crypto. And then we, we, because it was so behind, you know, smoke and mirrors and hidden and trying to understand it took a lot of, uh, you know, hours of research and everything like that. You had a lot of people getting scammed on the crypto side of it from mm-hmm. an AI perspective. It's really again task oriented, so the scamming aspect of it is is very minimal. Like, can I can I can we talk on that just for a minute? Yeah. Because you know, I got to the point with using this and and diving as deeply as what I have into it because we have Harcourt's Auctions Instant Assistant that is a chat gpt open ai fueled um it's free to free real estate resource that if you're listening to the podcast now guys go and have a look at it we'll link it in the um uh, i think it's instantassistant.com something uh, along instant those lines re assistant so instant, instant re.com whatever it is but like <laughs> i've played around with it and the benefit that we've created with ours is that callista has actually taught it and so have you taught it a little bit about real estate the thing i wanted to ask you though chris is that we, like I've played around with, I've been vague with my questions. As I think a lot of people are. They say that the new people that are going to be valued in the AI economy are the ones that actually can be progress, like be progressive with figuring out what to ask the AI that's been built to get the best out of it. But I asked some vague questions about, like I asked it to write a profile of me. Apparently, I'm in the Rotary Club. Apparently, I've got like a degree in this. Apparently, I'm an expert in this field. It actually lies. Like it, it, it legitimately just makes things up. Obviously, with refinement and things along those lines, it can get better. But like, it, it kind of feels a little—I don't know—I don't want to say scammy in some ways, but but it's got this this demeanor about it that if you are not working with it or li- literally, it's not doing the job for you. You've got to actually take it to the next step. No, and the prompts are, are where it, it 
sets it when allows it to shine. So the prompts allow it to shine from that standpoint. So the more information and more data you give it, the better results are going to come out of it. So mm. when it comes to even, you know, the images you're generating, going all the way down to like what camera it's shot with and what uh, lens and focal length and everything like that, that changes a lot of the returns that you get on it. So okay. I would say the same thing from a text generator, the more you put into it, the better results are going to come out of it. And I would always say questions are not the right, um, way to go about it. A lot of people will say, you know, how is the market going to be in 2023 or something like that inside of, you know, the artificial intelligence chat GPT or anything like that. And it's not going to return stuff like that. But if you say, um, create a, you know, an in-depth forecasting model of what the real estate market looks like in 2023, it's actually going to go to work at that point. So uh -huh. there, there's a big difference on how you ask questions. And I think that's going to be the future of this is basically having a set of prompts that, you know, for the real estate industry that, returns great results for us, I think will be one of the biggest beneficial uses of this thing. And that's what we've done from the Harcourt's instant reassistant.com is we've actually basically kind of preloaded those prompts in the back end. And then the information that you put into the, the generator, we slide that into the right spot inside of those prompts. So that's, uh, that's how it gives us better results. And yeah. we're able to get more out of it for the people who utilize that free tool. So this might be a question that we don't, we can't answer fully, but what ones are there out there? Like, cause I know there's chat GPT, which open AI owns, which then they've just done a deal for $10 billion with Microsoft that it's going to fuel Bing. They're going after Google. Google's one is called Barry or Barney or something yeah. like that. It didn't go well for them um, in the, in the trial. I think it didn't work really well for them. But the funny part about this that I heard was that Facebook had one called Galactus or Galactica, something like that. They had it in November. They had to shut it down immediately because it actually was yeah. it was provoking hate speech. Yeah, I, I I heard that part, and I also heard it started to come up, be, not become sentient, but it was like on the verge of like they were kind of curious if it was going to become sentient, which means what, that it what does that a, mean? Yeah, that yeah. means uh, that it's human, like that it has its own thoughts, um, <laughs> which which is very scary. That that is the part where once we get to that level, that's the. That's the next level of this whole iteration is when whenever computers can have their own thoughts and their own emotions and their own ideas, like that's going to be the scary part when it comes to all this. Um, that's the robots take over. That's, you know, I robot Will Smith movie that that's that whole situation. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Got it. Okay. Note, note to self. Okay. I've got it is start running the moment that it becomes, how do you say it? Sentient. sentient yeah. Okay. Sentient. So, <laughs> but let's talk more about AI in the specific real estate space. I guess that what is the hype around it at the moment? What are you hearing? What are the articles that are out there? What's happening from that perspective? So the hype is massive. Um, and, and we all know this through every single industry, but specifically for real estate industry, the hype is growing more and more every day. So Columbia University, I think yesterday, it was announced that they are doing uh, a complete division inside of their university for re uh, artificial intelligence in the real estate and fintech space which is, mm. is massive that they're kind of narrowing directly into real estate and fintech for artificial intelligence. Got to be honest, that scares the shit out of me of being somebody <laughs> in real estate. Like, are they, are they look, what are they trying to achieve in that? Are they seeing how it can assist the real estate industry? Or obviously when anything new comes out, there's fear of replacement. Like, I've got to be honest, if I'm a content writer and, and my job is to be a content writer, one, I'm either just leveraging the hell out of doing more work than I could ever possibly do and expanding my capacity with AI or I'm getting another job. 
Yeah, 100%. And there was there was an article recently, I think it was a couple of days ago, where uh, a copywriter went through and reviewed uh, 5,000 property descriptions created for real estate professionals like that they were loading into uh, ChatGPT and stuff like that. And she found a lot of errors and, and found all these massive errors that were going through it. But at the same time, it was free for all those agents and those agents are utilizing it. And so that's work that she's kind of losing out of. And unless she's using her um, connections and she's using her reputation and then combining that with artificial intelligence too. So, so, so in the, that Columbia article or what yep. Columbia is doing, is there, is there something in there that are they using AI from a, like a looking for an algorithm in order to then sort of find real estate deals or, or what sort of angles were they going after with it? So they're, they're doing a handful of different things. So they, they classified the reason of going into four, um, parts of real estate for four different things. And I have the notes right here. So I'm looking down a little bit, but um, they wanted to go into real estate specifically, um, mm-hmm. not just FinTech, but real estate specifically, because in their mind, um, real estate has little in-house technical expertise, 100% true. Um, yeah. How many technology people are in real estate, very minimal. And how many realtors have, you know, technology backgrounds, very minimal as well. Um, they have real estate industry has a heavy reliance on off the shelf technology, um, mm. you know, kind of unoriginal technology, all of the CRMs out there, everything like that, that's kind of out of the box for everybody. Um, so there was that piece of it. Um, they have real estate industry has been subjective to uh, years of overblown hype when it comes to technology crypto everything like that that we've kind of gone through well again i don't want to i don't want to i don't i don't want to segregate to an individual company but really compass they called themselves a technology company before they called themselves a real estate company just to get the valuation of what that provokes and, from that multiplier this, this goes on that that last point that they said is that people are disappointed in the returns in a hundred billion dollars invested in prop tech which <laughs> compass so yeah. um, and others and others like let's not let's not harp just on compass but but that is the reason why they wanted to jump into real estate and they were looking at it from everything from property analysis to financial forecasting to property forecasting housing market forecasting um, they're looking at it on you know coding and how to create better tools for real estate agents so there's a lot of different aspects in this and they're columbia university as most people know is very intertwined with you know hedge funds and wall street and everything like that a lot of people who come out of columbia are very very smart people smarter than you and i most likely um and they're going to figure out a way to make money out of you know returning some kind of innovation from this new initiative from Columbia University. And that's what's going to be very, very exciting to see what comes out of there. It, it will be exciting because I think that it's one of those things that, you know, Harcourt's auctions, there's there's certainly our auction process. There's one thing that I fall, fall asleep at night sometimes, or maybe not fall asleep, it wakes me up at night, is thinking that were we too early? Are we the first into this space of non-distressed auctions? You know, there are a handful of companies that have tried and failed previously. You know, we are the largest now within North America from a volume perspective in a non-distressed market, but are we too early to the market? I'll give an example of this, Chris, where this possibly could then segue through to the AI portion is that Keller Williams, they spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on their technology, and it was supposed to be AI infused. Now, this was a good 12, 18 months ago, maybe even longer. I think it might have even been pre-pandemic. They brought out something like like a 
I think it was called the Kelly bot or something along those lines. It was AI infused and they, it, it just hasn't hit. It didn't work. It was, they said it was going to be revolutionary to the real estate industry. It never was. But then you look at the other avenues, you look at Compass, you look at all of these other different companies that have spent hundreds of millions of dollars on their technology, even all the way down to EXP. I saw something the other day that, you know, EXP has only a 10% of their 75,000 agents that actually go onto the platform and then only a 1% adoption rate technology because it's promised or it's been so overhyped within all of these businesses i just don't think anyone's got technology right over the number of years that 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 they've been trying to thinking that it's going to give them some type of edge in the game the reality though is where i love what ai is doing it is a tool to help provoke performance versus something that is going to make it like replace you or going to guarantee you get more deals or things along those. It's just a capacity increaser. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I would say there's a big difference between the AIs that you know you're talking about from Keller Williams and Compass to this new iteration of AI that's coming out with ChatGPT and, and everything that's come forward recently. Um, there's difference between logic based AI where it's you know, and I always explain this um, in layman's terms. So uh, the layman's terms of logic based AI is something happens and then this then is just like um so if this happens then that happens situation uh -huh. okay so and kind the of way like I, the, are they like the chat bots that you already see like like the ones that currently correct. exist like the one on our auction website the one on our auction website the ones mm. um that are out there i also equate it to mario kart everybody's played mario kart at least one time um and if you get ahead if you're in first place and you get a significant amount of ahead of the rest of the computer generated people behind you then they all gang up on you and basically knock you down so that if the game is fun the entire way and you're not sitting in first place ahead of time so that is that is the real thing that happens in mario kart that is logic-based ai right it's computer generated uh result based on an action that's already happening outside of that that's what you know Compass, Keller Williams, and everything like that. They claimed, you know, they were doing other things as well. And they probably were. They had smart mathematicians and everything like that on, on the thing. But this evolution of AI that's kind of pushed out these days is very much reactionary based on what you're inputting. And it's very different. They don't know what you're going to input. There's not just, you know, six choices on it. Are you looking to buy a home? Are you looking to sell a home? Okay, then deliver this response. It's not workflow based. This is kind of like open ended. And then whenever uh, a prompt comes in, then it reacts to that. So okay. um, it's, it's a completely different artificial intelligence. But I would agree with you when you said that these are tools now, which yes. I think is so much different. It's so much different. And I think if you look at it, any technology that takes off, like truly takes off, is a tool for you. Think of FaceTime. FaceTime allows you to better connect with people across the world or better connect with people, you know, uh, family members that you haven't seen in a long time. And it's better experience um, talking to them one-on-one -on -one than a phone call. And mm. same thing before that, a phone call was better than mail or, or whatever was before that. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, was, it's, it's the, the next, it's the next progression of the internet outside of search. There was search that made things more available. You still had to obviously then go through and find the right answers and things along those lines and still to a degree with AI. But now, you know, I think that one of the smart things that I, I've heard people say is that why search when you can get an answer? Like yeah. it, it's, it's, or why 
why um, why do it yourself when you, somebody can give you a great start? Like I've often said to the team is that all I need is an idea and then I can run with that idea from there. I just need help starting. And I think that if we see AI as that for a period of time until it's refined better, I think it could be an, a, an amazing tool. But speaking of tools, mate, you said before that there's some tools. What is out there for us at the moment that we can use? We've obviously got Harcourt's Instant Assistant and that's really been trained around the real estate space that you, you can do descriptions and so on and so forth. What can we do with Harcourt's Instant Assistant? And then what are some of the other things that are out there? So I, I think um, there's there's big three that I would utilize right off the bat if I was a real estate agent today. Yeah. Um, and ChatGPT is one of them. Um, so that's that's built by a company called OpenAI. You can look it up, openai.com, I believe is what it is. And you can go into ChatGPT and you can find out all of the information they're building. They're building a lot more than just this chatbot. So they have Dolly, they have a lot of different things that are um, in there. But ChatGPT is where I would start. And that's going to help you for like property descriptions, social posts, um, little things that basically make your business and your copywriting easier. Um, so that's that. That is also what fuels instantreassistant.com. So we basically take that, uh, ingest it into our system and make it easier and more interactive. So their user interface and everything like that is not the simplest and it's not the most easy to kind of walk through. And you've got and to the, create an account and exactly. all like, because I remember Callista sent me the link early on and I, <laughs> I, couldn't, even, <laughs> I couldn't even figure out how to use it. <laughs> yep. So th there's that one. Um, the other one that I would um, type in is Midjourney. Um, so midjourney.com. That is an image generator. Um, oh. And basically what that does is you can create, you know, virtual staging, you can create images, you can create avatars, you can create uh, chatbot avatars, um, infographics. So you could, you could do a lot of cool different things when it comes to images. So that's a text to image generator um, from AI. Um, so, so, so how does that work? Like, do you put a photo in there and then say, hey, so put you, furniture in these places? Like, what does yes, it work? Yeah, so we could do it a couple different ways. So yeah, you can upload a photo, a reference photo um, in there. And then you could say, you know, I want a couch in this style, um, black, um, all these different things in this corner of the picture, uh, it'll then load that in there for you, which is tremendous. Um, now, again, it's not always perfect, but if you're just trying to do a quick rendering, um, it, it provides great results. You could also do a complete 3D render of vacant land. Like you could yeah. say, build a craftsman home on this uh, vacant land, and you know, uh, have a three D oh, render of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's and cool. It's it's funny how it like I never thought virtual staging was was a good idea until we started doing auctions in Manhattan in in New York. Everyone does it. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I think that you've got to be realistic with it because what I like about what everybody does in in Manhattan in New York is that they they will put a photo up with the virtual staging. I'll go, and you're like looking at it, you're like, oh, wow, that looks really nice. You can't tell really that it's virtual staging a lot of the time, and but then they'll put the vacant photo in as well to show you the difference between the two so that it's not overselling. So you've got to be cautious of the fact of false pretense to your photos. Yeah, 100%. And that's what we're doing is we're basically letting them envision what it would be like to live in those properties. So e even remodels um, mm. and the potential that a kitchen has and stuff like that that i've oftentimes seen you know the original photo and then someone puts on there you know a, an idea of what it would look like if it was remodeled or yeah. you know rehabbed uh, in a sense uh but then they put a disclaimer on it you know this is not the real home and so um yeah you, you want to do stuff like that so that's midjourney.com what that does is that that'll jump you into a program you basically go on there and you click on join discord is the button that says there and you'll need to have discord to be able to utilize this um i believe the first 25 or so is free and then you mm -hmm. can sign up for a paid account or an unlimited account now the photos that are coming out of there are tremendous and i would say 
they are so hyper realistic. They are like you're seeing avatars. They look like real people. They're wow. talking. You can put them in videos. You can do all these different things. And that kind of leads me to this next part is you could have an avatar that's built by Midjourney actually mm. talking. It, now the lips aren't moving perfect and everything like that. But it, if it's computer generated and it's an avatar, it's fine if that's situations out there. And then you could pair it with a company called Eleven Labs, um, which is I think just elevenlabs.com. You can look it up. And that is an AI voice generator. And you can really? actually type in anything you want and the the voice generator will actually respond it back out of there. I, I did something right before this of, you know, Ben Brady is an auctioneer, uh, you know, in North America and it spits it out and you get to choose all these different voices and everything like that. You could choose famous voices. You could do all That's these. Interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. So think on this. Okay. Not that I'm looking to replace myself <laughs> entirely. However, you think about our new auction bidding platform that's going to be released here in the next month or so, like it's very visual basis than, you know, a live auction itself. We do an avatar and we have the voice that comes in when the bids come in. You could legitimately have an auctioneer with the AI voice. <laughs> that could you can built. even have ChatGPT spit out the script for that avatar to then say <laughs> through Eleven Labs, which is which is just it's you know it's, we're getting into that whole Inception-minded uh, movie situation when it comes to that part, but it's it's very good and it's it sounds legit. And if you're just looking for like you know virtual tour voiceovers and you don't want to pay someone to do a voiceover and you don't like how your voice sounds on 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 recording like me then why not do it like it's it's a very cool very different way and that's where again we're getting at where these are tools to empower your business and make it easy and again if i was a voiceover person i'd be a little scared of my job in the future like it's going to yeah. be drastically different. Uh, well so every single one uh, like again i'm happy to put it out there now every single one of our videos that we have done for our live auctions in the in the beginning so that i don't have to read the description we have the voiceover done i'm literally thinking about this right now that cost is actually quite significant believe it or not heidi's got to put the script send them the script they pronounce the words wrong most of the time if it's a different street because in southern california all of the spanish street names and whatever hawaii is even worse and all that stuff is that thinking about this is that they're going to be out of the job several thousands of dollars a year if this works well yeah yeah and it uh, i 100 percent believe it does work well so okay. i was testing it it's be able to say harcourts correctly I mean, that's that's a test in its own right. That is, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've had people before, like, hi, I'm from Harcourt's Auctions. You auction tennis courts. Uh, no. courts. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we build basketball courts, tennis courts. <laughs> yeah, Whatever you just need. the houses that have them, that's all. Yeah, exactly. So I, I guess, mate, so you've got Harcourt's Instant Assistant can be a Harcourt's Auctions Instant Assistant or InstantRE.com. InstantREassistant.com. Sorry. Yeah. Instant I'm get you to R get that right. <laughs> InstantREassistant.com. Got it. So that's for more of the content-driven stuff that can do social posts. It can do property descriptions. It can write profiles. It can, you know, um, you know, it, if you uploaded a real estate article in there that was too long, you could ask it to summarize that. So then you can build content and send content out to your um, out to your your database and things along those lines. Then you've got the image side of things, which was what again? Midjourney. Um, Mid there's a few of them out there, but Midjourney is the one I would trust and the one I, I I've had great success using. So, and then, and then the other one, the voice generator is what again? 11 labs. Um, 11 labs. yep. So 11 labs is doing the voice generation um, right. side of things. Sorry to interrupt your podcast, but I wanted to make sure that you're aware of the Harcourt's auction business plan that is available to you as a free value add to your business. We released it earlier this year and have had an overwhelming number of people download it 
but also an overwhelming amount of feedback that when they put it into action, it's changed the way that they've thought about their business, not only from a numbers perspective, but also as a inward lead flow to make sure that they're building a repeat and referral business for the future. The main goal of what we're trying to plan for is to remove you from cold prospecting into that repeat and referral natured business that everybody wants. Again, it is available to you on the 16th of January was the episode that you can go back and listen to on podcast or go back and watch through YouTube. But also, if you need to, go to harcourtsauctions.com, click the menu tab, go into the blogs and resources section, and you'll be able to find it under the Harcourts Auctions business plan. Also, you can send me an email, ben.brady at harcourtsauctions.com, and I'd be happy to send it through to you. So you could even have the have them, you know, flick through photos on a social media perspective of the property that you've already got um, done. Type in a script into that Eleven Labs, and it could pop you out sort of a voiceover that then you could add to it and upload that to your social media, things like that. A hundred percent. And and I I have a list here of a bunch of different things that I like to run through that I think would be beneficial for you, your real estate agents too. Um, use it. all of these things with it. So obviously we talked about copywriting, but copywriting is massive. Um, the, the hard part about being a real estate agent is we also have to be a copywriter, we have to be a marketer, we have to be all these different things. So copywriting is one of the, probably the most difficult things for most people to do when it comes to property descriptions, if flyer materials, um, script writing, everything like that. ChatGPT, I think, is is beneficial for that. Um, use it for pretty much anything. So again, like you talked about, you can grab a real estate article. You could say, summarize this into a 30-second video script that I can post on Instagram. It'll then spit you out a video script that you can then speak to, um, or you can use 11 Labs and stuff like that out there. Um, so copywriting is a big one. I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, design and graphics. So design and graphics, um, you can use, you know... Um, uh, mid journey, you could use a bunch of different things out there. Um, from a design and graphic standpoint, I think one of the hardest things when it comes to design is, um, working with a designer and letting them clearly articulate what you are trying to accomplish. Like that, that, that is I can hand on heart say that that is the most, so our Harcourt's auctions listing presentation that I did, it's, it's 78 pages long. And I literally was sketching things on a piece of paper, right. And then sending photos to the graphic designer and they'd send me back the iteration. Then, you know, doing the same thing. It was, yeah. I think that that back and forth and the time that that takes and the mental tenacity you need to have to get it right. Yeah, and from both sides. So I've been on both sides of this. I've I've delivered prompts and and tried to get graphic designers to understand what I what I'm trying to get across. And then on the other side, I've been the graphic designer trying to understand, understand what, what I've said. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> trying to understand what Ben said, or or you know even like Steve Caradoc Davies and everybody else in the our courts international. And so trying to. to to illustrate basically what they're trying to get across in this exact listing presentation or anything out there. So um, I think that's the hardest part. And I think that's where you can basically type into these chatbots, get something that's roughly close. And even if you still take that and pass it over to a designer to refine it, uh, I mean, I'm not saying replace them wholeheartedly, but you can then take this inspiration piece now where you have a clearer inspiration and you can then send it to them and say, this is what I'm looking for. Like something like this, but move this here and, and put this text in here and stuff like that. Because these uh, image generators and stuff like that, they're not going to put actual real text in there for you. Um, it's always like jumbled.
old text because they don't understand, you know, put text here or anything like that. They'll do like simple stuff, like put an S as my logo and stuff like that, but that's about it. So um, design and graphics, I think is big. You can use them for um, logo creation, website creation. They'll mock up landing pages for you. Um, this, is, up, this is mid-journey still? This is, we'll do yeah, all this. This is mid-journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mid-journey, basically, you've set a prompt and said, you know, I want a UX UI website design um, of a real estate website, uh, modern, sleek, these colors, and it'll spit something out for you. And you, you get pretty close. Like I've seen some beautiful list uh, landing pages come out of this mid-journey um, that, again, you didn't need anything from that standpoint. And with AI, there's a coding aspect of AI as well. So there's a, AI works really well, and we'll get into this, but AI works really well when it is inside of parameters, when it doesn't have to come up with that human element of stuff. So like we talked about the prompts, but it also works really, really well when it comes to coding, like it's mm. tremendous right now at coding. Um, and it comes and it works really well from a legal parameter. Now it's not perfect from a legal parameter because there's all the hoops and loopholes that you know the human element can find, but it did pass the bar. Like AI has passed the bar already, um, which is tremendous. So <laughs> that so- just so that just means that it answered all the questions relatively correctly. Exactly what it needs to do. So um, from a legal perspective, when it has parameters like that, that's another one on here where it's you know coding and legal. So coding it does tremendously well. So you could have the image generator spit out a template, um, and then you could send it over to code. Um, in another AI generator and probably get pretty close. I've never done it, but I've seen people get pretty close with it. Um, and then again, you could pass it off to the human element of an outsource person and say, hey, fix this a little bit and make this work um, for me. Um, and then you might you might get pretty close from that standpoint. The imperfections of this just allow us to just take on, like I said before, just so much more capacity. Yep. Like if you think about the volume of communication that you can have with your database or the volume of information that you can be putting out to them about the real estate marketplace, the volume of content that you can create by having summary summarizing articles to do quick videos on them. And even if you didn't want to, putting images behind them with the voiceovers, like it just allows us to do a lot more with this tool. Like I think that a lot of people are worried about being replaced in a lot of different industries, but I think that if we can use it from a perspective of people, you know, just simply increasing capacity, that's yeah. Like if I'm a if I'm an intern or if I'm a paralegal. If if I had this when I was, you know, a marketing intern and a marketing assistant, I mean, the sky's the limit. I would have I would have been running my agency like six months earlier. I would have been going crazy. I probably would have never joined Harcourts, honestly. Yeah, like yeah. I would have been going wild if I had this because just the ability to be think of it as every newspaper has a million writers and then think about how many editors they have. It's uh, probably I would I would assume I've never been in that industry, but I would assume it's less because they're they're the ones, you know, not coming up with it, but they're the ones refining it. And so think about it the same way. You are now an editor and the AI engine is your writer. The AI engine is the one getting you 90 way 90% of the way there and your your job at that point is just to proof and mm. make sure that it's saying the right things and make that's sure that's a really it's good that's such a thing. that's such a good analogy for the relationship that you need to have with this thing is so good. Yeah. Um, so the other things I have on here, uh, obviously, infographics, logo creation, stock photos is, is one of the biggest things. So, I mean, the idea that we have to go to, you know, iStock and use the same stock photo that the realtor down the road uses instead of just coming up with, you know, uh, you know, a sketch of yeah. what also illustrates what we're trying to get across. You know, someone handing over the keys or something like that um, uh, to a property and then you attach that to a blog post or anything like that. So little things like that. Um, but then once we get past, you know, the the difficult things like coding and legal and stuff like that, I've seen already 
legal firms that are uploading stuff to be proofread inside of AI to make sure, you know, all the signatures are in the right places, all the disclosures are in the thing. They're doing, uh, you know, everything from their LOIs and their lease agreements and stuff like that through their I yeah. struggle, uh, Chris, you know, more than anybody else, I really struggle with spelling and grammar and all of those different things. I am uploading every one of my emails that I don't need to send really quickly, obviously, to 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 be proofread by Harcourt's auctions, instant assistant or instant reassistant.com. I get it? Exactly. You got it. You got it. Um, so there's that one. But then I think once we get into the future of this, I think we're going to see one of the coolest things. I think we're going to be able to do property market analysis, and which is tremendous and financial forecasting. So the idea that we can then see as a buyer, if this is going to be a good investment for you, uh, for me, 10, 20, 30 years, you can already do little things like that, where you could say, what are the odds of a natural disaster happening on this street address, which right. is pretty interesting, right? That, that is interesting. That, that is very much your investment right there. Like if you have a 60% chance of an earthquake in the next 30 years on this property, chances are you probably need, you know, earthquake insurance and you need to make sure you have all these things put in place because, you know, my financial investment is is pretty, you know, screwed at that point if, if can, an earthquake happens. Can, can I, a, a quick question on that though, is that I've noticed that it, like if I type in now, give me an up-to-date market analysis on Laguna Beach, it doesn't have the current data in there. It's just historically, like if I said historically how much of price price has gone up in Laguna Beach or historically what's been the medium price in Laguna Beach, it could give me that up to a certain point, but it's not good with the current information that is currently in the marketplace now, right? Yeah, it's trying to vet out a lot of things, right? It's trying to vet out you know, what's accurate and everything like that from the current stuff. And that's where if you provide it data, um, you can get better information out of it. So if you give it, you know, here's how many homes have sold, uh, you know, 2,626 homes have sold in 2022 in Laguna Beach for, and the average sale price was this amount. And um, what what does the market look like next year, the following years? Like if you give it a lot of information, that's It'll when you're you, going right. to get the better information out. Got so it. I think we're going to, I think we're going to have a tremendous time with financial forecasting when it comes to AI. The fact that a computer generated can go through, do the research, figure out the, you know, the pluses and the minuses in each market um, and be able to tell us, you know, which neighborhoods, which farm areas, which um, communities are going to grow based on certain parameters. Now we're never going to be able to take into the human element of like, you know, Amazon moving into the area or Tesla moving over to Austin or something like that. Like, well, but maybe it could, but, but maybe it could, like it could lo look at like, like other ancillary services that will be moving into the area that fuel jobs and all of that type of stuff, because you, you've just opened up another category in my mind that I never even thought about, you know, financial analysts that work at these hedge funds and everything along those lines. I was actually listening to a podcast this morning with one of them. He, he was, you know, in the nineties, he went, went through as an analyst and he says the industry has changed to the point that we used to have floors and floors and floors of analysts in buildings. Now you're lucky to see half a floor of analysts because there's so re so much readily available information that is there and in in the search category, let alone what AI can do for it. So I didn't even think about that, that it also can replace the perspective of, of, of prediction in a marketplace and in an area. A hundred percent. And I think what that's one of the hardest things from a marketing and small business um, aspect is getting that data, getting mm. data that then, you know, uh, 
puts you um, as the expert, as the industry expert in your specific marketplace, that is one of the hardest things to get. Like, And if we're relying on the same data that all the other agents are using, chances are they're already putting out all the data that's you know put out from your MLS and everything like that. Like, You're not going to have anything unique. And mm-hmm. so, but if you can take that and you can spit that into you know an AI generator, or you could just interpret it better, um, then you'll, you'll have a unique selling point or unique proposition of like what makes you stand out from the marketplace. But I think that's what, like as a marketer, I always want the better data. I mean, we talked about the other day of like certain, I think it was like 75% of homes that make it 21 days on the market right now in San Francisco Bay Area are making it to 60 days on the market. So that, that's yeah, a see tremendous that, fact. But- that, that, that statistic right there is like, that that's revolutionary to us approaching agents and, and sellers in a marketplace to go, hey, you need to have a look at an alternative option because if you get to here, you've got a 75% likelihood of getting to here. But that took you, how long did that take you to get to, Chris? Yeah, it didn't take me that long just because I, I didn't run it through an AI or anything like that, but I am able to, I'm very data minded. And mm. so it's it's a little bit different. I look at the numbers and I'm like, I'm very statistical. I, I look at, you know, sports, I, I stare at sports stats, like pretty much all day. Um, <laughs> and so um, I want to know what's going to happen in the game before it even happens. I'm one of those people. And so um, I stare at these things, but most agents don't look at these stats like that. Like they, no. they're, they're in the biz, uh, the person to person networking, uh, relationship type of business. And so allowing an AI to basically go through these stats and come up with things, come up with statistics from, you know, this data set. And if that's the future of, you know, financial forecasting and data analysis, I mean, I think that's super beneficial because there is not enough people in data analysis, um, to make it, uh, cost effective for small businesses out there. Walk me through this. So let's say that let's say that I'm an agent. I've got a traditional listing on the marketplace, and obviously we have an opinion that I don't think you should do a price reduction. I think you should convert it through to auction. However, let's say that let's say that I'm a traditional realtor, and I go, here's the real estate data over the last X amount of time. Like if I got every property that was currently on the market or every property that's sold, um, take into consideration. So if I got every property that sold, and I uploaded that to Chat GPT or uploaded that to some format of an AI, and I asked them take into consideration the price reductions, how much should we reduce our price by if we were to look at the average? Would it do that? Yeah. So you can do Excel sheets basically, which would give you the variable from that standpoint, but also the same point of that where we could take this not even price reductions. You could take the entire market and you could say how many properties sold below asking price. Like so do so do you upload (laughs) do you up do you do you upload that as an Excel spreadsheet into an AI? So no, ChatGPT can sit inside of an Excel an Excel, an Excel spreadsheet. So let me ah. say that again, just for everybody. ChatGPT can sit inside of an Excel spreadsheet. And right. so um, you can also use ChatGPT to spit out the correct formats in Excel to give you those, those pieces of data um, with a... You know, you have your entire sheets, you have all your tables, you have all the data in one spot. Um, you can then say, you know, what is the correct um, piece of code to put in here? Uh, I'm pretty good at Excel. I'm not the best, um, but you can make use ChatGPT to enable you to be the best in the world at Excel. Because again, yeah, right. it works good when you have parameters around it, um, Got it from that standpoint. Okay. So I'm sitting here as a realtor um, and I'm overwhelmed to almost not to the same extent as what I would be in the crypto side of it. Like crypto, I still have to be honest, is I still don't understand it a hundred percent. I think I'm 80% of the way there with how it works and the and the principles of it, but I'm still not a hundred percent there. And I've done an extensive amount of work to try and figure that out because I think that as any leader of an organization, you've got to be up to speed with what's going on. But if I'm sitting here as a realtor and I'm a little overwhelmed with AI, 
you yep. know, what what do you say to us? Like, do you, like if I'm fearful of that, I'm 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 not up to speed with it. What would you say to a realtor that's feeling a little overwhelmed with AI, mate? I would say figure out a task specifically to your business that you want to execute um, that, you know, usually takes an outsource, usually takes a designer, usually takes a copywriter, usually takes someone else, um, or it takes some of your effort and your time to try and be that expert in that side, but it's not really your forte. So Mm. um, if it's something, you know, like um, copywriting property descriptions, you know, I do it, but I'm not the best at it. I know I'm not the best at it. And, you know, I sit in my office and I talk to everybody about what they put in property descriptions, or we have little workshops and um, stuff like that inside of our office to figure out, you know, what's selling better when I say this and that big businesses out there, they know literally every word that you shouldn't say in any marketing communications, which Mm. is we don't have that in a real estate industry. We just don't. Um, like the previous business I worked out with was a B2B SaaS. And literally we we knew one word over the other word, which was uh, solutions um, versus technology. Solutions ended up closing at a way higher rate than the word technology, wow. which makes no sense. Or And, and the other word too was software. So yeah. solutions, technology, and software. Solutions performed 10 times better than either one of those words. And, and we didn't know that. And so little things like that, um, we, we're now we're not going to be able to throw all that information into AI and do all the split testing and everything like that. But just think about a grammar mistake inside of your property description. Think about a mm-hmm. spelling error. Think about little things like that if you're not great, great at doing those things where AI can come in and make sure that it's 90, 90% of the way there and you just have to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. You, you could have tremendous success from that standpoint. Again, it could be leveling the playing field that big businesses have over us. Well, I think the other thing that um, that I think find I find interesting with it as well is tonality. You can ask it to write in certain tone, like in an aggressive tone, in a funny tone, in all these different tones. Um, is that like that's something you can play with? I'm not necessarily like somebody that's quick witted from a from an English perspective. You know, to be able to have that level of creativity to sort of give me the foundations to do something like that. I could never have done before. You can ask it to write jokes, like which is <laughs> which is hilarious. Like like the thought I saw one I saw one literally today. Like oh, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw one today where it literally was like, "Why does the real estate agent cross the road?" and said to list the home on the other side. Like that's and I, a, I was like, "That is a stupid joke," and it's a, uh, like you know it's a that's, dad that's joke. Some, that, no, that's some of Chris <laughs> yeah. material right there, it, ladies it is, and gentlemen. But, but isn't that hilarious that like you can have this chat GPT? I was putting it in there for a friend. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I put it in there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, it's it's one of those things like you can have jokes and you can have witty comments and you can have like little things like you can ask it. you i mean if you get a comment on your facebook post you can copy and paste that comment and say type a response to this comment oh and, that's true and, yeah, like yeah, you could yeah, do yeah. all these little things and be this like witty person even if you're not like or you know have a more endearing or empathetic tone to your email responses yeah, um, yeah. you know for some people who so you who could aren't. ask them rewrite this in an empathetic way or exactly or, yeah, okay. yeah for an empathetic way and stuff like that like i i'm very i, I always say i'm very uh, direct in my emails and i've mm. i've gotten people telling me that a million times and I, I, I'm, you know, half the time I'm typing on my phone while my four-year-old's like kicking me in the face or something like that. So like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to respond. I'm just trying to get you your response as fast as possible. But if I just pop that into an AI generator real quick and I say, you know, write it, write this in an empathetic tone um, to my clients, like it, it could come off completely different and save my business at that yeah. point. So, so, so an easy barrier to entry to this is, is instantreassistant.com. Um, you know, is is a platform that we've sort of designed and you guys being closer in yourself have taught it real estate and where to actually give it, you know, where to slot the information in in order to get the best real estate orientated response. Okay. 
it's 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 essentially being given a real estate tone. Would you say, Chris? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think there's one one other thing I want to harp on first because I know we're kind of coming to the end of the time. Was the the last thing I think you could utilize this for now and in the future is there's all Amazon has had an AI that's basically been their recommendation engine is what it's been called for a long long time. Oh, okay. um, it basically recommends other products to you based on products that you've viewed, products that you've checked out on, products that you've uh, purchased in your history. So um, think about every time you've been on Amazon and you go to you know the front page, you're getting all these recommended products that are directly on there, you're seeing everything on the sidebar, they're showing you products to encourage more purchases, right? right. Uh, I think the future of real estate when it comes to AI is having an AI recommendation engine for real estate, um, right. 100% where you can input every single showing that you've taken a buyer on their property uh, parameters that they're looking for, what school districts, everything like that. And then it will consistently recommend properties that fit criteria, even if they're outside of the boundaries of you know a specific area, but they might be a better home and they might fit more of what their criteria is. Like basically think of it as like a scale that they'll have all these points of like the school is worth, you know, five points to me and the, the kitchen is worth 10. If it's a big expansive kitchen and, you know, chef's kitchen and everything like that, that's worth 10 to me. A swimming pool is worth negative five, like, and all these different things that you're able to put in there. And then it will actually recommend properties based on, you know, by what buyers actually want. And I think yeah. that's going to be the next level of real estate AI, which will be a recommendation engine that I hopefully um, hope that, you know, literally every real estate agent could tap into to um, better service buyers and just find yeah. them the better homes. And then again, volume, from a seller's perspective, again. yeah, from a seller's perspective, that helps your listing get in front of the right people who then will pay top dollar for that property because they love that property the most. And yeah. that's where I think that balances from a buyer and seller perspective. Right. So so as far as just sort of using AI in a small way, they could go to instantreassistant.com. 100%. They, they could put their email in and ask him to you know uh, rewrite it in a different way or in a different tone or to you know proofread it or something along those just little things to just play with it to see what it can do but i think that chris is your bit of advice like like i was putting in simple questions and i was like eh, this isn't really worth I, I don't think it's great but it was the types of questions that i was typing i wasn't giving it a whole lot like write me a property description for 3 305 smith's way you know whatever it is it doesn't know that property. It's going to make. It's going to take its own liberties in pulling stuff locally, but it's not going to. It doesn't know how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, how many whatever it may be. You've I, got I to actually in, give it an example. Yeah, I typed in my property specifically, and it actually did know that there was a fireplace. It did know oh. like a lot of weird things, which I was like, interesting. Okay, that must be out there on the internet somewhere, which is cool. Uh, but it did get some things wrong. Um, so that's where again, the more information that you type in, the better results you're going to get for that. So I would say write a property description for one, two, three, four State Street. It's a craftsman home built in 1920, four bedrooms, three baths on one and a half acres in a quiet community close to Gig Harbor School District, and and all these things. Like and so. Um, you're able to put in all those. It's you know 1.5 miles to a shopping mall. It is uh, one mile to this. Um, put it in basically how you would write a property description, and then let it do its work. And yeah. so it'll come in and rework the entire thing. The thing where I've seen it work the best for people, like I sit there, I've sit there, sat there and watched Callista work with it for hours, is that you get one version of it generated, right? Then you add a few little things or whatever it may be. Then you add it back in and go rewrite this, okay? Yeah. And then you add it back in after that, like you adding a little bit more context as you think about it and as you play with it, and it will go through that creative element for you. And you could do that with all these AIs. That's the beauty of it is it is a conversational AI. So you can basically just type back into it and say, no, I want it in a, you know, a more lighthearted tone, or I know I want it in, 
I, I forgot you need to mention, um, you know, the expansive backyard or the, you know, refined landscaping or anything like that. Like, and, and it will go in and it will change the previous answer. You can also regenerate a bunch of responses. So you can just sit there clicking regenerate, 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 uh, and you can get a bunch of different answers. So every time you go on instantareassistant.com and you actually just hit the submit button again with the same criteria that you put in the first time, it'll send you another email with a different response that's completely different than the first one. I mean, it might have a, some some similarities, but it's different. And so you can figure out which one you like better. And so I, the same thing with MidJourney, it gives you four options when it comes to those images um, that come out there. And then you pick the one you want and you upscale it and you can kind of refine it at that point. Wow. Um, and then get, a be- get an image you'll actually use, which is great. So it's funny. And in this in closing is that we're doing some promotion around instantareassistant.com um, and 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 the Harcourt's auction the instant assistant and you know Chris is sort of doing some images the other day and he sends one he circulates one around to the group and he goes I think this one I think this one's good it's got a robot the robot's got a face that doesn't look like it's going to take over the world after this conversation I actually fully understand that now <laughs> this is one of the biggest fears look it up Elon Musk believes the same thing you know Joe Rogan there's there's a lot of big players in the in the game the head of Google and everything like that they are worried about the robots taking over the world. In the meantime, let them take over your business and make your business oh, better. <laughs> oh, mic drop. That's where we finish, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That's where we finish. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. So about 75% of our audience hasn't liked, followed, or subscribed to our podcast. It would mean the world to us, and it would help this podcast more than you know to expand our reach if you were to like, follow, or subscribe on any of the platforms that you're watching or listening on. Thanks again.